What's going on, sir? What's popping with you? <laughs> about to do it. I'm about to play the intro. And when we get towards the end, when I say thanks for being on the show and all that, I'm going to play the intro, so don't hang up, because when you hang up, it'll automatically hang it up. Okay. All right. All right. So here goes the intro. Let's get going. Welcome to another episode of Middle Ground with JLE. That's the intro. Detroit Love for my first album, The Jail Experience. Got a good episode with my brother-in-law, Donzel Ringo, electrician, pastor. Welcome to the show, family. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing, man? Glad, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. No, I appreciate you doing it. So tell the listeners a little bit about you. Well, as he said, I am his brother-in-law, been in his life for approximately 29 years. Wow. And uh, man, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. So uh, 29 years. And again, I'm married to his uh, his only sister. Um, and I am 46 years old. I am a family man, um, husband of one wife, father of three children, and a grandfather of two children. And my passion is uh, God, man, love of the Lord. And I actually love my job and my career. I love I love what I do, man. Okay, so what led you to this path of electrician? Man, so if I could just be very candid, open, and honest, what led me to being an electrician is, listen, I was young, dumb, and, listen, lost in these Detroit streets. (laughs) And I had all, listen, I was selling drugs, man. I was selling drugs. I had dropped out of high school out of the 11th grade so I could sell drugs full time because at that point in my life, that seemed like a power move. And so, okay. and so when I dropped out of school, man, to, to, to sell drugs, man, I ended up getting caught up um, uh, with, with the felony. I did two weeks in the county jail. That started to open my eyes and turn my, my um, just really started to turn me around, man. And I lived on a block. And one day I was outside on the block with the fellas. We was on the corner back in the mm-hmm. day, standing on the corner, drinking beer, smoking weed. And a guy drove down the street and was like, hey, any of you fellas want to work with me? And I pay you at the end of the day. And everybody looking around, ain't nobody saying nothing. I'm thinking like, man, I can use a little money. I'm broke, man. So I was like, you know what, I'll go. And me making that decision to ride with him, he was an electrician, man. And I went and helped him that one day. And that turned into um, what I am today. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do have an awesome story to tell from the streets to family man career. Which is an awesome thing. So what obstacles did you face along the way? And so just even in the beginning, man, just transitioning from that mentality of just running the streets and just really not having much direction. You know, my father died when I was two. My mother was a single parent who really did the best she could. But, you know, man, it's tough raising raising boys as a single woman, man. So I feel mm-hmm. for all single mothers out there that's just trying to be both parents, man. I feel for you because I know it's a it's a tough job, but, but so what, so what it was for me, man, is, um, 
and, and those beginning stages, it was really refreshing at first because, you know, being his helper and going to work with him every day, man, it actually gave me a sense of purpose. I actually felt like I was doing something productive and that was motivation within itself. But then when I actually started getting paid, man, I was 18 years old making $12 and 15 cents an hour. And so that may not sound like a lot uh, to y'all now, but that was big in the 90s. <laughs> man, back in the day in the 90s, 12, was 50, rich. <laughs> dude, it was like I was selling dope all over again, but legally. So I was all the way hooked by then, bro. <laughs> uh huh. Stuff was cheap. Gas was a dollar. Was a good dollar. Time. You know it, man. You know it. You remember. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> so, how did your friends feel when you started changing to a better life? And so, I mean, initially, you know, because I still, I mean, just I was no longer like kind of hanging out on the block like I was because I was working hard, but I was still get with the fellas after work, but I was just doing it legally, man. And just, um, you know, not much else has changed at that point. So they accepted me still and I was still doing my thing. They was doing their thing. I don't think they liked the fact that I was able to floss, you know, back then, you know, buy a new pair. I was buying, you know, gym shoes and doing little stuff that they was able to do. And they was like, hold on, man, this guy got like a real job. <laughs> and so you did start to see some, some, some eyebrows raised, man. I think people were starting to get the message like, man, it might be another way. It might be another way to make it other than, you know, what we doing just in the hood. Yeah, because back then, people I came across in the streets would laugh like, personally, regular job broke. I'm out here getting a thousand <laughs> a week. Right, but you right, was doing on. the same with the electrician. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was definitely, man. You know, it was some mixed, mixed emotions, man, and mixed reviews from the fellas. So what what became electrician? I'm sorry, I, I didn't hear that. Say that again. So how how does a person become an electrician? And so so the way I did it was this way. The way I did it, uh, I just literally started working with the guy. He taught me everything I knew up to that point, hands-on. And back in the day, they used to have what they had, a grandfather clause, to where if you had a certified electrician vouch for how many hours you've worked in the field, then the city would give you credit for those hours toward you getting your license if that's what you chose to do. But wow. that was the old that was under the old structure that I came up under. Nowadays, they require you to join um, some sort of training program. And I know personally, man, right now, because now I'm in I'm a union electrician. I went from being a residential uh, non-union electrician for most of my life to just within the last five years uh, becoming a union electrician. And the only regret I have is that I didn't make this decision sooner. Had I known now, <laughs> you know, had, had I known then what I know now, man, the union would have been my first choice. So anybody that's interested in skilled trades and uh, electrician uh, specifically, man, the union is absolutely the best route to go, especially now because the city of Detroit it has so many projects going on. And one of the stipulations with uh, all of the projects going on in the building in the Detroit area is that they usually have to try to achieve a 50 to 51% um, residency uh, requirement, meaning that these jobs are forced to hire not only Detroit residents, but also they have to meet a certain minority content. And the problem is, it has always been that they can never find enough 
qualified Detroit residents that want to be a part and they can never find enough qualified uh, minorities that are, um, quali you know, that, that are qualified to be a part. And so we just don't, we, we're so underrepresented, man, in that dynamic. So what are the differences from doing residential and union electricity? And so, so residential is just one facet of electrical, meaning just mostly houses. And so I worked in houses most of my career and that's considered residential. You can do residential as a non-union person, but the union also does have a, a residential side to it as well. But what I've done recently is I've transitioned because I've been doing residential so long, man, there's literally nothing that there's no, nothing that I can learn anymore, you know, essentially doing, doing residential. So I kind of wanted to go further in my career and joining the union uh, and the department that I joined made me more of a commercial industrial electrician. So now instead of building houses and working in houses, you know, my last, my last job, I worked for the last year, I worked a year in the Chrysler engine plant. And we totally transformed the Mack engine plant to the plant that they needed to build the, thir the three-seater um, uh, Jeep Cherokee. And so that's a whole nother level oh, wow. of electrical, man, right? So that's a whole nother level that I've opened myself up to, man, and I love it. So why does a person need a journeyman license? What's the importance of it in that field? Well... Well, so for a long time in my career, man, I mean, I, I was skilled. I was skilled as an electrician. I did not have my license, but I always made decent money because I was good. And if you're good at what you do, there's usually a door that you can find open for you. The difference is when you really get serious about whatever your career is, when you really get serious about taking it to, a, to another level and going as far as you can go in it, Man, it's usually uh, it usually means that we have to get some kind of credentials, some kind of papers, some kind of licensing. And just me still coming from that hood, that hood inner city mentality and background, I shunned, you know, getting my license. Really, really, what I find out now is because I really didn't believe in myself. I didn't really didn't believe that I can achieve getting my license so what i did is i downplayed it and i talked it like i don't need no license i'm out here getting money and so i <laughs> talked myself out of it because i really didn't believe i can become what i needed to become to get it what changed um really man I, i'm gonna say uh environment environment really is what was really what was instrumental in really uh changing my mentality concerning that so what it was is uh the last company, the last non-union company that I worked for uh, was a good Christian guy, man. He was going, he was he went to the church I went to and he owned his own private firm in Gross Point. And a friend of mine had linked us up. And when I connected with him and I got an interview and he was impressed with my interview and gave me a job. And so when I worked for that company, first I was the only black person in the company. Secondly, um, uh, I was the only... And I was one of only three non non licensed people in the company, and just everybody was just so professional 
and they just really esteem getting your license hot. It's like, man, you should do it. You can do it. You can do it. This is something not only for you, but for your family. You should do it for your family. It just makes you more secure in your field. It just opens up more doors for you. And they would just continue to talk like that year after year. Because I ended up working for this guy for about six years. And just being around all of those guys who was actually not only getting their journeyman's license, but many of them got their master's electrician's license. And, and me seeing that and being around that just gave me the most motivation like you know what i'm gonna give it a shot and my boss even paid for my training course the first time that i, uh, I actually you know went to try to get my license oh wow that was awesome yeah yeah it was pretty cool even though i failed the first time you know i failed at my first attempt and i and as soon as i failed at my first attempt you need a 75 percent to pass i got a mm -hmm. 73 so i missed it by two percent and so I took that failure hard, man. I took it mentally. I was kind of, you know, deflated. And I was like, you know what? I don't need this. You know, I'm, <laughs> I went back to that. I went back to that old thinking like, you know what? I'm good, man. I'm making as much money as the guys I'm working with. I don't need no license. <laughs> and so after I failed the first time, man, what I should have did is went right back and tried again since everything was so fresh in my head. But I let that failure, man, detour me for another three years before I would try again. What made you try again? Um, well, at that point, uh, I was one of my coworkers had got fired from that company. Okay. He got fired from that company. He left there and he went to the union. Oh. When he got in the union, man, listen, about a month later, he called me. He was like, Donzel, hey man, I know you love Bill because that was my boss's name. He's <laughs> like, but you need to get out of there, bro. <laughs> and he told me. <laughs> He told me what the union was offering him and what they gave him versus what we were getting on the job that I was currently working. And I was like, no, nah, I couldn't believe it. I, I got to go see this for myself. So I had a doctor's appointment for my job uh, the next day after I talked to that coworker. And so I, I went to my doctor's appointment. And I, when, as soon as I left my doctor's appointment, I went down to the union hall to inquire of what they offered. And okay. man, when the guy when the guy laid it out and he told me what they offer, I was like, oh my God, I, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> and so at that point, you know, at that point, I knew I had to get my license because to be a, a union electrician, you have to be licensed. And so that was really one of my great motivations because I knew getting my license would open that door for me and it would almost double, you know, the amount of money that I was making on my regular job. Not only double the money, but then give me full benefits and an actual pension. And just retirement and all the things I wasn't getting. All right, because you know it's not talked about a lot that trades are very profitable as well as getting education. It's a lot of Listen, man, absolutely. Listen, trades have been so downplayed in this generation. This generation, and 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 kind of the one right before this generation. All you hear is college, 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 college. College, college, college. If you don't go to college, you're a loser. If you don't go to college, you ain't going to be nothing. You can't achieve without college, college. And I'm not, I'm not dissing college because I think college has its place. I think mm -hmm. it's, very, it's, it's a very viable option for certain people. But I don't think college is the only option. And it's always portrayed as it's like your main only option. If you don't do college, then you're a failure. But what I've, man, but studies show that the majority of people that go to college, they guarantee debt 
Number one, they guaranteed to get some debt. And then they're not even guaranteed a degree. And even if they do get a degree, they say the majority of people that acquire a degree end up working a job that has nothing to do with the degree that they acquired. And so, I mean, when you take all of that into consideration and you look at the wages that people who go to college on just um, an entry level to get either an associate's or, or, or bachelors, you see the, the earning potential that they have annually. And if you compare that to skilled trades, man, you, you will be blown away how much people in skilled trades can actually make a year. And I think that that hasn't been, it hasn't been promoted enough for people to even understand that that's not only an option, but many times it's a more viable option. Now, I know Mayor Duggan mentioned before about they need more people in skilled trades. And yeah, help make better programs for it in Detroit. They definitely need to, man, because I mean, young people are getting in the way from getting their hands dirty. I mean, you know, it's been frowned yeah. upon. If you, if you if you get dirty at work, you know, you 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 a loser or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've encountered that getting my degree as custodian. Some people thought, "Oh, y'all broke." Like, no, nah, we made decent money, and they pay for us all free. What? Like, yeah. So I'm mad cleaning toilets, pulling trash, get a free education. The class Absolutely. is <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and you got a work, and you got a world class education. I mean, from Wayne State, and it didn't cost you. It didn't cost you. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that was invaluable. And like you work with, don't really take advantage of it. I'm like, wow, it's free. It's like government cheese. You don't want that? Yeah, but they had that mentality. I got like, ah, man, I'm getting a check. I don't need no degree. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing all right. Now, how how was your industry impacted by the pandemic? Um, well, initially when the uh when it first started, beginning of 2020, um, I think everybody, I think the world kind of came to a halt at once. And so did we shut down right at the end of March mm-hmm. 2020 is when we shut down. And um I think we were all for about about two months. But after that initial shutdown, they realized real quick that uh, that my trade is essential. Is essential, and so um, they just re- they, they 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 retooled and regeared, adding the safety precautions and everything. And then we reopened. So I was only out of commission for about two months during uh, the pandemic at the height of it. But I was still doing you know my own work while I was not working uh, at the union. So. Uh, we, we only had that two-month pause. Okay. So if if a young cat asked you, what's the fascination about doing electricity? What's so cool about it? What would you tell them? Well, to me, I mean, any any line of work, in my opinion, the, the, what makes my job cool is it, it, it allows me to earn a, a comfortable living. And so Supporting my family is like high on my list and number one agenda for me. And being an electrician is just a very lucrative way of doing that. Not only is it, uh, not only does it pay well, but it's a, it's an important job. It's a, it's a it's a pretty cool skill and trade to have because you know not people. As a matter of fact, people are try many people are trying to change their own pipes. You know they'll try to mm-hmm. put in put in a window, 
but you got a lot of people who wouldn't dare try to mess with that electricity. So, so that's yeah, get job, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's job security for all of us Sparkies, man. So I just think being an electrician is cool in the sense that it it qualifies you and it tools you and it skills you in the way that many people just aren't aren't skilled, man. Yeah, I find it amazing when y'all can go to a house and the wiring is all jacked up and y'all can make it back new. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I find it fascinating myself, man. So, um, what do you see the landscape with young men in Detroit now while they drive or trying to do stuff where people encounter Because you're a people person. Well, man, you know, I got a lot to say about that, but I will say this. I say that um, being, being, being black and being inner city, especially raised inner city, man, I am so aware of certain, um, you know, when you speak of systemic racism, I, I'm, I'm aware of certain barriers that have been put in place to attempt to hinder us from achieving. But at the same time, man, I also see so much untapped opportunity that has been made available, but people are not either hungry enough or motivated enough or even desperate enough to start looking down other avenues except the easy road to drugs or something illegal or, or you know, because right now scamming is the hot thing in the hood you know, scamming or scamming the government for, for unemployment or pandemic money. But yeah. but just but just all of the energy and effort that people put into being illegal, if they would just dare turn some of that effort into the opportunities that are available, I think people would be very surprised as to the things that can be accomplished. And so I'm not one of the I'm not one of the I, I hear people like I can't find a job, I can't do this, I can't do that. Man, I got a deaf ear to that because I know that maybe only a fraction of that is true, man. I know this last year, everybody's hiring. If anybody is unemployed right now and you asking me for money, you out of there. I can't, I got no compassion for that because it's too much that can be, you know, that can be done out here, man. Yeah, they keep talking about jobs are hiring. A lot of fast food have raised their pace. So you can't say it's the national 725 minimum wage. That is, yeah, you, you got make a good point because the money is out there in the jobs. And me look for jobs, I see they out there. Yes, if you want to work, if you want to earn a living, opportunity is everywhere. You know, me, me and my wife, me, me and your sister was driving in Gross Point past a car wash called Mr. C's and they had a big sign out starting at $16 an hour. We wow. both looked at each other and was like, what the heck? I never made that work in a car wash. To watch cars, that's what I'm saying. I'm like 16 bucks wow. to watch cars, and, and anybody would dare ask me for anything. You better go. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we thought. Crazy. Yeah, it been on the curse. That chief snack stuff I used to work at my first job. How much you made that day? Wasn't no 16 an hour. <laughs> and I do understand they did the best they could to keep you afloat during the pandemic, but some people are taking advantage of it at this point. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of people are. So do you do mentorship for electricity um, or anything? 
I've done more in the past than I've done in uh, in, in a recent in recent in my recent history because, you know, when I was because I was self employed for eight years, mm-hmm. and when I was self employed, I had way greater capacity and way greater. Uh, um, um, I just had the capacity and I had the opportunity. Mm-hmm to give people chances because I hired a lot of different people, especially coming up in the church. That was something I did with the young men a lot at the church that I went to. I would give them opportunities to work with me and make money. Uh, but but now at this season of my career, because I went in union, I've not had the availability that I've had in times past to be as hands-on with people as I would like to be. Maybe that's something I would probably look to doing more in the future. Did any of them ever go into electricity? After they worked um, I had two people particularly that absolutely went into the field. They didn't stick with it, but they stuck with it long enough to get them to the point to where they figured out what they really wanted to do. And so, yeah, I had a couple people show real interest in it. And I, and so even now on my job, you know, um, because I'm a journeyman electrician, I, I still work with a lot of apprentices and I have uh, the opportunity to influence and train some of the younger apprentices that's coming up in the trade as well. Did your sons ever take interest in it? And so, uh, my oldest son Khalil, initially when I when I was a younger electrician, when he was a was a, was a young kid, I would take him on jobs with me here and there, just sporadically during, during the summertime. I would take him out in the field with me, and he never showed an interest for it. And so, it was kind of like me almost making him. Tr- trying to make him do something he didn't want to do he, he had an interest in, in cooking and other things so he never took to it and even now that's one of the regrets that I do have that I, I wasn't more uh, forceful in at least allowing him to acquire the trade whether he wanted to do it or not long term but still giving him the ability to do it because I think that would have served him well as he got older in life. So other than that, no, I, all my children work with me, even my daughter. She's been on jobs and work with me. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I know that. And I, yeah, and I, and I pay my children well when they work with me. They see the money I pay them and, and, uh, and so that motivates them. But other than that, I don't think they care for the trade personally. Now, would you ever want to get your business back up going again? Or are you good? You know what you doing now? I'm going to say no for now because everybody is not, to me, this is my, this, I tell people this, everybody isn't built for entrepreneurship. It takes a certain mentality, it takes a certain drive, and it takes a certain, a certain vigor to be a good entrepreneur. And so people that are built for that should absolutely aspire to it. But for me, at this stage in my life, I need an off switch. I need to have an off switch. And being an entrepreneur doesn't give you the ability to have an off switch because when it's just you, when it was just me, I had to go estimate the jobs. I had to go get the material. I had to do the jobs. I had to do the building. I had to collect the money. I had to go service the job. And it was just, whenever my phone rung, I had to answer it because bills is due and baby (laughs) need a pair of shoes and got a light bill too. And so it wasn't no saying no. It wasn't no turning down. If I had to work Sunday, all it didn't matter what I had to do, I had to do it. And so anyway, although that can be rewarding at this stage in my life, that's a turnoff. I need to off switch. I got other things in life I want to do now other than work. <laughs> <laughs> and so I like the idea of going in, punching the clock, turning the switch on. And as soon as that clock runs out, <laughs> hit that switch, 
don't even think about it no more until the next day. So I, I like that freedom. To me, that's freedom right now. I, I feel you because growing this podcast, you definitely do. I, I do all the stuff I learned in business school. Make sure you, you get the right guests who got a good story to tell that could inspire someone else to try to figure out what their purpose is, the marketing mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. It is a grind. On top of all of the other stuff your life requires you to see, too. <laughs> yeah, I got to get back in the studio. Probably do that next week. Finish the okay. Second. Well, since you got the listeners in, anything you want to share about the upcoming uh, projects? Um, I think I got two more, two or three songs left for the Jail Lee World, the second album. And I might fine-tune some of them, maybe cut the time of them a little bit. I still want to do a video for Detroit Love. I got to figure out all the steps I need to do for that. And oh, you know, your, your nephew can plug you on that. True. That's true. Yeah, he didn't made a couple of videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> I know I want to do it downtown since I've talked about stuff to do downtown. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. show that Detroit whole vibe and look. And I ain't had an idea for another song yet. I got the one I did do I got to finish. Um, Soul Connection, like updated version of it. Be a little more classical, throw a banging bass line to it. Okay. But I got to turn that clock on. Okay, music mode. Mm-hmm. Then I got to finish. I got to add two more pages to my book on release. A bunch of inspirational quotes and detailing how I got my degree to be like that example of going through school, dropping out, getting back in there and finishing. So I figured, y'all, hear, y'all hear this people? Do y'all hear this man? Do y'all hear this man running his own podcast, working a full time job, just got his degree, dropping a second album, and working <laughs> and working on the book? Come on, people! Y'all, if this ain't motivating y'all. Then y'all need, I don't know what y'all need. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I still stay busy after I finish school. Kind of funny. And uh, the first guy I interviewed, Chris, he kind of plugged me into interviewing people. Because I didn't know Detroit had a book, an uh, author saying that. It's pretty dope. A lot of okay. people doing a lot of great stuff. So I kind of look at my podcast as being something like the old Teen Summit back in the day. Mm, well, it was nice. more like real people with real stories. Yeah. And I do hear people say they like the quotes in the morning I post on social media. When they listen to the pod, they like it because a lot of people don't have that hope or someone motivate them to try to do something. I look at what I'm doing like, well, real people with real jobs because any job you have is an honorable, respectable living. Any career. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And I think the stories of how a person got to it whoever listening that's on the fence of what they should do probably might come across it, listen to that story, and maybe it might resonate with them to, well, at least let me try. Because I know everybody got somebody saying, man, you can't do that. Are you, are you trying to be brand new? And they might just be scared to try themselves, so they don't want you to try. Mm-hmm. But hopefully the stories they hear will make them say, you know what, at least try. If you fail, try again. What can it hurt? You ain't, you ain't doing that right now anyway. Yeah, they'll probably get into electricity or any other field. 
and we making a comfortable living where you ain't got to worry about paying DT. You got it covered. Yeah. Have you ran across any of your old friends? Yeah, I still keep in touch with a lot of people, man. Um, And uh, everybody from from where we come from, I am definitely a success story from the people who knew me back when we were younger and they see my life now. I always get how people how people tell me that I'm a real inspiration, how people are so proud of me that I've uh, been able to achieve what I've achieved. And and. Man, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually still not only excited but surprised as to how my life turned out because I didn't see this even for myself when I was younger. And so, you know, I, I don't take the credit, man. I just give God the glory, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's been the it's been the Lord of my life, man. He deserves all the glory for for what He has done and how He has spared me from from my foolishness. Because you already know who I was, bro. Man, that's why I just look at it like this dude got too much potential to be doing this stuff. I hope and pray one day he figured it out. <laughs> and that's the key. And that's the key. Even with our young brothers out here now, man, even with our young brothers that's out here, you can be full of potential, man. And I'm talking about have real life, uh, real life quality inside of you. But until you believe it yourself, it don't matter how many people believe for you. It don't matter how many people that tell you that you're going to be great. How many people that tell you, man, they just see you can do this, you can do that. Man, until you believe that stuff for yourself, it's almost like it doesn't mean anything. Man, that's true. And all of y'all saw great. A lot of people saw greatness in me, man, but I couldn't see it for myself. And only until people can start helping me see it myself did it even make sense. And so I think that's one thing that we can we can walk away from this with uh, on, on on this uh, on this talk, man, and just try to encourage one another, man. When we see people out here. Like you said, man, just try to keep that hope flowing. Try to keep hope alive, man. <laughs> Sound like Jesse Jackson. Keep hope alive, baby. <laughs> we need to bring that back, dog. Keep hope alive. Because <laughs> <laughs> people are getting hopeless, man. The people just like giving up, man. We just got to try to help people not give up. Yeah, because we definitely need people in trades and people that's creative. Yes, yes. We need all that out here. True and story, man. Some people got multi talents that they're afraid to use. I'm trying to use everything good. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Now, a lot of people that you roll with, do they go on to do better for themselves as well? Yeah, I do have. Um, I have a few um associates, man. That is uh, that they, you know, we all went our different paths, but they've made they've they've carved out a nice life for themselves as well. I got a got a guy who went into um, he's been working for Ajax Paving Company. For, uh, over tw- for, for over 20 years. So he's been paving our roads and streets for over 20 years. And we used to sell dope together. So, yeah, he's doing well for himself. I got a couple friends that are actually pastors that are doing well leading churches, man. Wow. The guy who got his own shop as a mechanic. And so, yeah, everybody didn't fall by the wayside. You know, we had, some people actually matured, you know, matured and moved on, man, and did and became productive. That's pretty cool. So I guess what would be the advice you would give to young black men to motivate them to try something? I'm gonna say this, man. I'm a, I'm a um. 
I just say to anybody that would ever hear this, if you are looking at your life and you just believe that, you know, you can't achieve, you know, that, you know, you just, you just have to be a statistic that you just stuck in the streets or you're stuck in a, a, a go nowhere job or, tr or something that you don't really enjoy. I just think you just got to really take a shot, man. You just really got to take a chance because you really got nothing to lose. If you feel stuck in life, you really have nothing to lose to make, to taking the chance. And so I say all the trades in Detroit, to me, all the trade schools are fair game. If you're good with your hands and you know that college may not necessarily be your thing, then, and, and you're good with your hands, I say you should look into all the skilled trades, not only electricity, you got pipe fitting, you got meal rights, which works with steel, you got the plumbing, the plumbers union, you have the carpenters union. And I just think, man, if you just, uh, just take a shot, man, and start doing that leg work. I think that again, you kind of ask around and just look at some of the lives that these people live, man. I think you, you'll be surprised that union people can live very, very uh, lucrative lives, man. I, I, I worked with a guy last year. Uh, he made over, he made almost $200,000 in the pandemic, man. Wow. He made, he, he said, and that was granted he did work over, but that was still being off for two months. We was off for two months, and he still almost made two hundred thousand. Wow! And so you know, but he's a workaholic, and so you can make as much or as little, man, as, as you want. And I don't mind even telling you because uh, our our I mean, our wage is just public knowledge. If you go on any website and you type in uh, Detroit New, um, Local Fifty Eight Union Electricians, you'll see how much all of us make. And so we had just got a raise actually last month. We just got a raise. So now we're over 45 bucks an hour. Wow. And that's yeah. not even including benefits. That's just that's just money on your check. Wow. Trades is booming. Yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> that's imagine a nice avenue to go to. You don't know. Yeah, imagine, ima imagine, imagine that wage and then time and a half. Every everything, everything over eight hours a day is time and a half. And so usually regular jobs tell you everything that's over 40 hours you yeah. get overtime. Yeah. That ain't yeah. that ain't how it is in the trades. In the trades, everything over just eight hours a day turns into time and a half. Man, people do not know this information because it'd be an influx. Imagine working a Sunday, and they push Sundays a lot, man. Uh, on, on a Sunday, man, that's $90 an hour. And usually Sundays, they push you like 10 hours. Making nine hundred dollars in one day on a real job, come wow. on, man. And so these guys—that's why you and wonder why legal. you see. <laughs> and it's legal, <laughs> and you wonder why you see these cats with boats and motorhomes and jet skis, and they got a, a cabin up north, and they fishing on this and taking off half the summer to go. That's that's why, man. That's why. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> I did not know they make bread like that. That is that's beautiful. Yeah, when you see all these big trucks pulling all of this stuff, just trust me, it's probably a construction worker, man. They make really good money, man. <laughs> now I see why a lot of politicians are like, well, I don't want to do trades, but people don't know that they ain't making no $10 an hour. Because people probably got that narrative, like, oh, trades, man, don't make no money. Yeah, them days <laughs> over. Oh, man, that's cool. <laughs> that's vacation every month. <laughs> that type of money. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's all right, man. Any other thoughts, things you want to share? 
Um, nah, man, I just wanted to just say for the record that I'm really proud of you, man. Um, just the consistency, man. You've, uh, I think you're a real inspiration to, to all of us. And just to see yeah, not only the tenacity that you um, you show when you fix your mind to do something, but that consistency is rare, man. That's something I personally struggle with. A lot of people can start things, but not many people can finish things. And so, man, you're just an inspiration, man, and just that can that consistency. So I just say to you, man, thank you for, for doing what you're doing. Looking forward to you keep bringing us this great content, man. And uh, yeah, we just, we just want to champion you, man. Keep it up. Oh man. Appreciate that. I got to get Tracy on here. Talk about nursing. Then that'd be a great story. How she got there. I am going to say this though. I am going to say this. When she found out I was doing the show before her, it was a little salt in the game. Oh. <laughs> Well, you can tell her mine was coming over there for them to go do their hair, so I figured she'd be chopping up with mine. Oh, That's man. why I look like well, Donzel might not be doing something. He he and Trey. <laughs> I mean, the other guys, the book people talked about Trace, like, well, I know you're in it, so that'd be a good mm-hmm. one to squeak on. And then I get Tracy since she's a nurse. Yeah, yeah. She got man, she has a phenomenal story. I think I yeah, think her does. story. Yeah, her story is so encouraging. People are gonna really find find some encouragement in that, man, because failure <laughs> is not a death sentence, bro. <laughs> no, it's not. Wow. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, failure <laughs> is not a death sentence. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it wasn't a slight at her. Got no competitor. You on your own on that one, bro. I can't be <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> I'm only here so I don't get fine. She's with mom getting the hair done, doing the mom daughter thing. That's what I thought of you first. What yeah, person? Yeah. I'm feeling it, bro. You just, you know, you just gotta explain that to her. <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate the hands up. You're welcome. <laughs> oh man. Thank you, though. No, that's gonna be interesting. It is. And she's older than me too, so you know she felt slighted. <laughs> Yo, I'm the old rep. Y'all in the same year. <laughs> you really be stuck on the month. <laughs> it all counts, bro. <laughs> you know. Tell the doc let the doctor tell you you dying tomorrow or you dying in September. You're gonna want the months, trust me. <laughs> the yeah, months you got you a few bro. months. You're right, you got you a few months. <laughs> oh man. I'll look to get her next week if she ain't doing nothing. But I do appreciate the kind words, fam. Oh, no problem, man. Thanks again for having me on, man. I enjoyed it. I appreciate you. Yeah, I'm about to, don't hang up. I'm about to play the intro, the outro. Maybe All right. I'm going to hang it up. Okay. Thanks for joining the show. It's another great episode. My brother-in-law, Donzel. Till the next episode, y'all have a great weekend. <laughs>
Later.